0: Get your motor running. Head out on the- the green industry podcast this show is all about helping lawn care and landscape professionals take your business to the next level get ready to ride along on our second annual summer road tour powered by echo kohler engines site one and nice job we are traveling the country talking with green industry leaders discovering best practices and practical strategies to maximize profits now here's your host paul jameson Hey, what's up, guys? We are back on the summer road tour
1: powered by our friends at Echo Kohler Engine, Site One, and Nice Job. I am here with Seth, the lawn surgeon. His real name is Stacy Flanagan. He's introducing himself. So, hey, I'm Stacy. People are looking at him.
2: Oh, Seth, the lawn surgeon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I keep forgetting that. I always do that all the time at the GIE. People just like look at me funny, and I'm like, I'm Seth. And they're like, oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> Rocking the Brian Ring grinding hat today. Bring yes, it sir. in. Brian Ring, shout out to Brian Ring. And also a shout out to one of our new sponsors, Stacey. Uh, it's a company called GPS Tracking. Right before I left for our summer tour, uh, they actually sent me the device that goes into the OBD port uh, right under the steering wheel there. And it's been pretty interesting because I have been tracking my whole entire uh, journey. Uh, it will give you all the information you could want to know and more with your kind of real-time uh, vehicle tracking, so when you're speeding, you know the trail of where uh, the vehicle's been, and things of that nature. And I mean, it'll even show you if you unplug the device. And so, if you have a fleet of vehicles, there's so much information that the vehicle will send to the device that the device will put all in one easy place where you can look at it. So that way you can know, okay, the guys are on schedule, they're on route, they're they're driving the speed limit, or maybe you got a driver who's speeding or too much idle time in the vehicle, or perhaps they've unplugged the device could be a red flag. Something sketchy is going on. Why Why is it not tracking? And uh, all this information, it's going to help save money in business, and it's going to help understand how we can make our route more efficient. Uh, it's called GPS Track It. So anyway, shout outs to the team over there. I've, I've done a couple of training calls with Savannah, Daniel, and the crew, and uh, they, they really got a great product over at uh, GPS Track It. Yeah. So every time I come to Virginia, which has been twice in my life, it's like
2: crazy hot. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sure it's, like I was telling you, I'm sure it's hotter in Georgia. It Probably right now, probably like averaging like high 90s. Yeah, I don't know. I've been
1: on the road. I've been all over the place, so I don't even know what it is back there. But i kind of getting homesick. But I got hanging out here in Virginia tonight, driving to North Carolina, going to go see um, Mitchell Gordy just build a brand new shop. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to go see that tomorrow morning and Pete from GCI, and then I'm going back to what's that song with the peaches? Uh, oh,
2: Justin Bieber. Oh, is that who sang that
1: song? Yeah, Justin I got a Bieber. peach in Georgia. Yeah,
2: <laughs> really. I, I this, keep hearing I'll that song out in Georgia. Yeah, that's Justin Bieber. Yeah. Uh, All
1: right. I don't listen to music that often, but like if anytime I go to the store, they're always playing the same song. I got peaches down in Georgia. Mhm. All right. I didn't know that was Justin Bieber. Yep. His wife uh, is from Haley's from Georgia, I think. Yeah. I didn't. I didn't know he was married. <laughs> Oh uh, well, maybe he's not. But, <laughs> well, but peaches sounds I don't, plural, so yeah. that doesn't sound like the most uh, yeah, sounds, upright uh, move. Yeah. But we'll leave the Biebs alone. What's going on with Stacey Flanagan in your lawn care business, man?
2: Um, I'm, I'm getting to the point where I, start, uh, I think I really need to expand and get a start hiring people and getting a crew. Um, I'm getting to the point where um, I'm kind of stretching myself thin. You know, I'm, okay. Um, I got lots of people calling, new people, um, and I'm still. In these streets? Yeah, giving <laughs> giving people estimates, and I know I shouldn't be giving people you estimates. Can't, you don't have time to <laughs> do the work if you got the job. Yeah, I already got like five things lined up, and I'm still giving people estimates, but I don't know, it's just like a habit. I need to start saying no, but I think the best thing for me to do is um to buy a second truck, second trailer, and then maybe start looking into having somebody else kind of go out and do some small stuff for me or something like that.
1: Yeah, well, I'm really honored with the rain last night and your full schedule that you would take time to drive out to Naylor's Mm -hmm. and and be uh, on the Green Industry Podcast, on the LCR Media Podcast. We're kind of like doing a rotation here. So thank you for taking the time to join us. And most of you all know Stacy's story, but he used to be uh, in law enforcement and you were doing this Mm part-time. And then take us back and explain that transition, because now you've really grown this thing to now where you're you're in a different uh
2: transition possibly. Yep, um I started law enforcement in 2007 and I started my business around 2012 and from that point I kind of grew it as a part-time um business but then I got to the point where I was had didn't have enough time to do both. You're parking your truck and trailer up at the... At at, at my job. Yeah. <laughs> I go to work, and then I get off, I change clothes, and I, and I go cut grass. <laughs> so um, now I've gotten to the point, and w- when I first left State Police, it was kind of funny that I had all this free time. I'm like, man, you know, I got all this free time to do all these jobs and stuff, and now I'm kind of back to the point I was when I left State Police of time constraints because I have so much work and I need to find a way to kind of distribute it. And um, I've been listening to some podcasts um, and they said, you know, yeah, I I need to start like um, assigning work instead of trying to do everything myself. So that's what I need to start working on right now.
1: Yeah. A great time when we're in the middle of a labor crisis. (laughs) How are you going to find that person? They were just talking uh, off air. That you know, they're just having trouble to have the guy show up for work. He missed what five days and yeah. how many? Uh, I I was setting up and I heard them talking. I'm not going to say who, but yeah. the guy's employees called off five times now. And then and he said, "Boss man, I need a raise." Yeah, is that what I overheard? They I were think saying, so. "Yeah, and, something uh, like that." Yeah, he's like he called out two days for poison ivy and three other days for something else. And then he's like, "Oh, I need a raise." You know, it's yeah. like it's really hard to find somebody reliable just going to show up in the morning and, and work in these elements
2: yeah the hardest thing is, is the weather it's probably a lot of people when we if you start earlier in the season it's the weather's nice they're out there working and then it gets to like june July, like now and they're like nah it's too hot to go out here um i think the best thing if you can i mean it's hard to do but to find somebody that's kind of either doing it themselves mm-hmm. or work for a bigger company and i think they'll be a little bit more used to the, the conditions you know
1: yeah, so what uh, services are you doing right now? On the YouTube, I watch you out in the streets, you, you know, you pull yourself up and, and, and start mowing,
2: edging, and trimming, blowing. What, what, what are just kind of your service offerings? Um, pretty much that. I, I, I tried to consolidate everything. I, um, I used to try to get into everything, you know, anything I can do to make money, but I wanted to just stick with, uh, like, strictly lawn, Property maintenance with his cutting, mowing, hedging bushes, mulch, any just the general things. You know, I haven't I, I, I thought about getting into irrigation and, and hardscapes and stuff like that. But I think I want to perfect my uh, my Real house. Yeah. yeah. And then once I get some other crews going out, for me, then I can start branching out to, to other things. But um, I'm content with just the mowing, you know, aspect is of it. Is the
1: income, have you replaced your income at the uh, state police? Or is it, uh, how's the money going now that you can, instead of it being a side hustle, weekend warrior type thing where you're able to give all your energy and time, have you been able to, to get the money
2: flowing? Yeah, so the, the, the crazy thing is like this year, When I first started and I left state police, um, I was consistently trying to save money up over the summer so I would have it for the Mm wintertime. And then, of course, I would kind of almost deplete that that money that I saved up in the wintertime. And so now what I've been doing is a lot of, Yearly plans where I've I've have mentors that do a lot of commercial things and they get people those contracts for the year. Yeah. So I've done this with my customers, my residential customers. So now, even though I'm taking in less in the wintertime, I mean, in the summertime, I'm still getting income in the wintertime. And so now over these last two years, I've built that up to the point where I think this year I'll have enough money to where I really won't have to do anything in the wintertime. And anything that I do do will be extra. So that's been a blessing that I've been able to build that up. And hopefully if I keep working with that, those yearly plans, then I can, you know, have a surplus even in the wintertime.
1: I know for a while you've been an ambassador with Jobber and a big, you know, um, supporter of uh, that CRM. So how has that helped you to get paid, to get paid on time and and to to operate your business?
2: Well, it it helps me in the aspect of I don't have to think about – (laughs) invoices. In <laughs> like, like I, I, I'm so busy. I have, like, about 65, 65 70 customers now. And wow. Yeah. One with just you. <laughs> yeah. Whoa. And so, and, and like, if I didn't have something to organize that, like, I would be all over the place. And so I kind of just go, go, go. And then at the end of the week, I'm able to sit down and be like, all right, well, who paid me this week? <laughs> you know? And then if it's if late, do a little late fee or, or whatever, or I'll I contact them or, and it's just a matter of sending out a, a text you can send out yeah, texts yeah, yeah. or emails and, um, and it helps me, it helps me keep organized. Like, like I said, I wouldn't be able to do it by myself, Sixty five, seventy customers by myself without some type of organization like that.
1: Okay. Yeah. We're going to have more with Seth, the lawn surgeon from the, Lake, we'll call it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Producer just texted me. Let, let, let me read this uh, here for our segue. This is straight from uh, Mr. Producer. He's from uh, originally from Alabama. He texted me, said, I saw a picture of Lake Taliaferro <laughs> on your Instagram. In Alabama, we call that a puddle. <laughs> so, we'll have more from the puddle
0: coming right up. Here at the Green Industry Podcast, we are thrilled to be sponsored by nice Job. Visit get.nicejob.com to find out all about NiceJob's reputation marketing platform. Simple and easy to use tools that are super effective. You'll be able to collect two to three times more customer reviews using NiceJob's specific review campaign, which starts with a text message and follows up with up to three emails, ensuring that your customer has every opportunity to leave you a five-star review. To learn more or start your 14-day free trial, just visit GetNiceJob.com. Calling all landscape pros who want to get serious about healthy
1: turf and a healthier bottom line. It's time to throw down new innovations. Built on 50 years of proven agronomic proficiency, Lesco fertilizers, control products, seed, and equipment are engineered to produce more resilient turf. We'll continue to bring new technologies, so no matter the day, you'll always bring your A-game upgrade and outperform with lesco visit site1.com slash lesco today
2: to learn more este es el poder de echo poder de recortar en medio segundo poder del rey de la selva pasto largo en corto tiempo giro destructivo poder de la fotosíntesis a tu propio riesgo echo power on and on
0: Kohler introduces an industry-first 300-hour oil change kit. The innovative oil change kit includes new Kohler Pro 10W50 full synthetic oil and Kohler Pro Extended Life oil filter, which, when paired together, triple the oil change interval in Kohler gas engines from 100 hours to 300 hours. You can reduce your annual oil change costs by up to 50% while improving equipment uptime and productivity. Kohler Pro 10W50 oil is engineered for increased wear protection under extreme operating conditions. Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits are available for most Kohler engines. Contact your local Kohler authorized dealer to learn more about Kohler Pro 300-hour oil change kits. Kohler, powering your profitability since 1920. The Green Industry Podcast Summer Tour, powered by Echo, rolls on. Once again, here's your host, Paul Jameson. All right, guys, we are back
1: here from the puddle. The crew got bigger. I just looked over the balcony and, and they're rolling deep down there. There's like five people down there. Brown's in order. That's 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 lawn yeah. wh- in order? Yeah. What's his first name? Uh Montrell. Montrell Brown. Yeah. Let me say hi to him. Oh, he's talking. That's cool. <laughs> I I watch him on the Instagram, and I think that's one of the most unique names, Lawn,
2: in Order, like yeah. the TV show Law and Order. Yep. that is clever. Yeah, he. I, I don't want to tell a story. I, Go I was, ahead. Oh no, yeah, he does. He he. I, I call him a lot, and um, he does a lot of uh, city city uh, contracts and stuff. And he he goes to all the meetings and stuff. And oh wow. And so, but yeah, he, he's. He's really grown. Like ever since I've known him for probably like four years. Yeah. Montrell Brown, lawn
1: and order. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Well, thanks again to Naylor for organizing um this last year. Uh Stacy came out and and will and we're hanging out late at night it got dark and we did, it wasn't the most planned out thing we're we're, we're uh there's no lighting mm-hmm. and everything so Naylor's like this year we'll have you guys come over at 3 we're going to grill out mm-hmm. and um we got two podcast boards going i don't know if you brought your camera oh uh, no not this okay. year okay <laughs> so anyway we're we're having a blast and uh stacy's in this predicament that i think a lot of guys listening to can relate where you've hit this place where you basically can't keep up with how much work you have by yourself Mm -hmm. on top of that layer, the demand's only increasing. So you're only getting a more influx and and you don't have the, you're not telling them, no, you're kind of trying to manage it, manage it. (laughs) And so what's next?
2: What, what, what's going to happen? Um, so, uh, hopefully, uh, two things will happen. I'm going to buy a truck and then, um, I'm going to hire somebody. I want to hire people one at a time because I feel like if I try to hire multiple people, they don't work out then a, I set up my schedule based around that. I want to mm-hmm. hire one person, work with them hopefully for a few months let let me know.
1: They'll be in the truck with you and, yeah. and tagging along with you. You'll be getting the yards done faster but you'll be teaching them the
2: ropes showing and, them the properties. And I can know how reliable they'll be you know, yeah. in the future and then maybe over the winter time I might get a second person just to kind of come with me to do some kind of winter cleanups and stuff like that and then Hopefully by next year, um, I have a truck and I have two reliable people that I could hopefully send out. And even if I, I feel like I'll still be mowing, but they'll be out doing mulch or hedging bushes or something, just something to kind of lighten my load, you know.
1: Yeah, you mentioned mentors earlier because you're kind of in this transitional place in Virginia where some companies do year-round, some don't. Mm-hmm. I know when you get down south and then you get into Florida, it's common that you that you can offer year-round service because mm-hmm. of the weather. You guys are right on the edge. So who, who are your mentors and kind of who guided you to to go for it and to try to get paid year-round rather than just seven, eight months a year?
2: Well, um, when I used to work uh, <laughs> for state police at... Uh, uh, it was a guy um, I used to work with. He used to have a lawn care business, and he doesn't do it anymore. But he got up to making, you know, over 100000 and it was just him, you know. Wow. And he, I, I, he was the guy that I would always call and, hey, I'm out at this job, you know. How much should I charge for this? How much, you know, and he'll, he'll guide me through that. And, and like I said, he did a lot of um, commercial stuff. You know, he did YMCAs, and um, he would tell me how they – how he did their contracts, and so that's what gave me the idea to do my my yearly contracts, and you know that's been great. You know it allows me to not have to stress about having to go out in the wintertime and make money because I've already um, set that up over the summertime, making that income for the wintertime.
1: That yeah. that that's really good. I want to hear your second best story, Stacy, because you told your best story last year. You pulled over this lady. And she's driving all over the highway. You thought she was under the influence of um, alcohol or marijuana or, or some heavy drug, but she was just under the influence of Chick-fil-A sauce. Yeah, so that,
2: Chick-fil-A nuggets. Chick-fil-A nuggets. <laughs> Had all over the dashboard. <laughs> yeah, so t-
1: tell us another funny story, man. I, I know you got, being in state police, being yeah. in lawn care, you, you got to have stories for days.
2: So, um, I, like I said, I worked at a, at a weigh station and... Um, uh, which is in Henrico, Virginia. And so probably an hour down the road is Newport News, Virginia. Okay. And we got a call that a a, a car, a lady had been following a car and it's been speeding up real fast, slowing down, speeding up. It's all over the road and they think they might be drunk and whatnot. So as they come past the way station, I hop out and they, uh, I get behind them. I follow them to make sure that they're not... Um, staying in the uh, in the lane. And once I, I uh, see it, Oh, shoot, that's my phone. I could hear some music. Yeah. I was like, who, like, who brought like, that I'm tune? Like, I'm like, who's, who's playing, playing that? music? That sounds like my phone. But, uh, so you I, need to take it? I, oh, no, no. So I, I initiate a, a traffic stop, and I walk up to the car, and the guy has... I don't know if you're familiar with Four Locos. Uh-huh. It's it's like a malt... malt liquor is probably about this tall.
1: Okay.
2: He has three empty, four local cans in the floor of the passenger side. And he's just sitting there looking at me. The driver or the passenger? The driver. He's in the car by himself. He says, "Uh, can my wife come pick me up? (laughs) I'm like, like, well, she probably won't be picking you up from here, but (laughs) she might be picking you up. So uh, we get him out the car. Um, Another trooper comes, and we're just standing there talking to him. He just starts peeing all in his pants. He does not want to sweat that You can see it. But the craziest thing was, he doesn't know. He doesn't know that he's peeing. He's so drunk. He doesn't know that he's peeing in his pants. He's just sitting there talking to us like normal. I'm like, uh, I, I, And so the other trooper's like, Ah, oh, okay. Let me go get a towel. <laughs> Did you have
1: him cuffed up at this point?
2: Or? No, we're he's just talking. We're, yeah, we're just talking. And he's he's just, just peeing. Yeah, he's just peeing. Just peeing and talking. Man. <laughs> So I said, yeah, I'm not taking them in my car. Oh, wow. <laughs> the other troopers, she took them. Because yeah. I, I, to, I had to stay at the weigh station anyway, so. Yeah, what'd you do at the weigh station? I was basically, uh, I inspected uh, commercial vehicles, trucks. All, all, all the trucks have to come through that that's for yeah, hire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They have to come through, they have to get weighed. And then as they're coming through, um, my job was to make sure that all their inspections and registrations and all their paperwork were oh, in wow. And then, if they had to get issued a ticket, I would issue them the ticket. So, what uh,
1: kind of things would they get a ticket for?
2: Um, Being overweight, no registration in possession, um, tinted windows, missing mud flap, headlights, and stuff like that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people just come in there all scared and. I'm like it's, it's not that bad, you know. Most of the tickets go to the company. Oh, you know? okay. It doesn't it doesn't affect the driver directly, but they're so nervous that they don't realize that.
1: Has uh, anyone ever skipped it and they just drive right by it? Then you oh. got to go get them.
2: Yeah, I got to chase them down, and then they act like, oh, I, did, I didn't I, see I, it. I did, I'm like, how, how do you not see a way station? You know, what I mean, it's a big building on the highway. It's trees, oh, trees, really? trees, building. You know. <laughs> oh, you probably heard that a lot. Huh? Yes, I yeah. didn't see it. Yeah. Oh, I couldn't get over you know. Oh. Yeah, yeah. That's good,
1: well, Stacy. We appreciate you uh, coming out here. Let people know how they can connect
2: with your YouTube channel. How many subs have you got now? Um, YouTube, I uh, I just cracked uh ten thousand. Congratulations, ten thousand and one point one or something like that. Yeah. Well, what was the story
1: of you started and 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 sticking with that?
2: Um. I I, so I when I started I was doing I was doing a whole bunch of stuff and that that's that's when my growth happened so fast I was doing how to videos and and uh, mowing videos and all this and then over my research about social media and and YouTube I realized that they said when you get uh, subscribers you might I might get subscribers for how-to videos. I might get subscribers for tipsy talk and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not providing enough of that content here and there, then those people get upset, you know, and mm-hmm. they'll start to. That's when you get the down the down likes or um, you know people stay subscribed but they won't watch. Okay. And so it kind of messes up your um, your analytics. So what I did in 2017. Was I kind of reduced my content and kind of went strictly for basically back in these streets vlogging and tipsy talk. I tried to streamline and make it more just two types of content, you know, and that kind of, now I have a steady growth instead of a more sporadic, all over the place growth. Yeah. Cool. Well, tell everyone how they can follow you on YouTube. Yep. Seth the Lion Surgeon everywhere, Seth the Lion Surgeon YouTube, Seth the Lion Surgeon Instagram. Um, I post once a week, uh, sometimes twice a week on YouTube and Instagram. I'm I'm getting into the reels now. Okay. The reels, and yeah. Stuff. When
1: you got like a piece of machinery going in the reels yeah. and a good a good song, yeah, it usually seems like a lot of
2: lot of views. Yeah, it's it's it's, it's kind of like it's like a a fake TikTok. You know, you're the TikTok king.
1: <laughs> well, I I, mean, I haven't been on TikTok in like a year. Okay. I just made a couple back in the day when for when it was just like Charlie D'Amelio and yeah. some girl named Addison and me. We're like the only ones on TikTok, so every time I post a video, it got crazy amount of views. Yeah. Then I had sixty thousand followers like that, and then I I kind of forgot I even had it. I, literally, it's been a year or so since I posted. I just waste my time. I, I don't want to watch some teenager shake her butt, you know. <laughs> yeah, so that, that's why I, I, I just stopped watching it. But it, you reminded me. Maybe I should post more on that. Yeah,
2: well, I mean, you should look, look into real reels. Is similar. It's similar because you, you do a lot of Instagram stuff. And so Reel is kind of similar to TikTok. Yeah. But you're able to kind of keep all your content in one place. Yeah, you know? yeah. So now you can still do your regular stories. You can do your regular post. And then you have your Reels. And so it's all on the same
1: page. What kind of Reels are you putting out? Like you're doing lawn mowing or edging? Or what, what, do you, what have you found gets the most views with the Reels?
2: Um, Yeah, I do like before and after. Oh, like I'll get to a yeah. job. I'll make a, a clip of, you know, what it looks like before. Yeah. I'll make a clip of my mower. I'll make a clip of me cutting it. And then yeah. I, after, it's only 15 seconds. 15 seconds. And you just have to clip it and in. And you put a song to and it. It's weird because some songs are, I guess, the, the more popular songs. They'll get a lot of views and then some won't. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I'm averaging, like like 2000 2, views per video so it's, it, it, is is your
1: instagram uh follower count going up as your reels are Is you're cranking out the reels or
2: my insta my instagram has always been weird like i've been dancing at 3000 for like the last year <laughs> so like i'll get like 20 subscribers in a day and then i guess i'll lose 10 you know so it's been weird i'm not really instagram more of a youtube person yeah, yeah. So I got to sit down with some Instagram people and figure out, you know, what I'm doing or not doing. <laughs> yeah.
1: Cool. We appreciate your time, Steph, And you're going to uh, hang out with us at uh, J.E.?
2: Yes, sir. I'll be there. I'll be there everywhere.
1: <laughs> All right. Well, we appreciate uh, Stacy coming out here in Virginia. And uh, I'm going to go down to the green room and grab somebody else. Uh, the, the crew just keeps getting bigger and bigger. So yep. uh, we'll fire up. Yeah, we'll fire up this grill, too. Yep. So thanks, Stacy. No problem. Thank you.
0: You have been listening to the Green Industry Podcast with Paul Jamieson. Thanks again to Nice Job, Site One, Kohler Engines, and Echo for powering our second annual summer road tour. And don't forget to smash that follow button to stay up to date with the newest episodes as the tour rolls on. This has been a Jameson Media and Mr. Producer production.